This is the podcast of the Germanic American Institute. Welcome. Welcome. Where Germanic-speaking European countries, Germany, Deutschland, Deutschland. Austria, Österreich, Switzerland, blend with the Midwestern United States. Hello. Hello. We are here and there, and we invite you to come along on the journey. Welcome to the brand new, reinvented and completely audibly new GAI podcast. And we took a leap in creativity, if you will, thanks to Bettina, who came up with the title of our podcast, Here and There, which I think is quite significant considering where we are, here and there. As always, Claudia, welcome. Guten Tag. And Katrin. Moin, moin. Do we want to talk just a brief minute about here and there and what the idea behind it is and where it all came from, how it originated? Um. Yeah, we can. And uh, yeah, since the inception of this podcast, we thought, you know, we need some kind of a clever name or some some way to really kind of encompass that, that we are in the U.S. talking about German-speaking countries, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and what goes on there. So even though we pronounce the title of the podcast here and there, it's kind of a play on words because here is actually spelled H-I-E-R, which means also hear. And then there's another play on words with hearing, like your audible sense. So it's a little bit of a play on words with here and there. And uh, we thought that that was a fitting name for, for this podcast. It really is clever. Yep, and if you look at the visual with it, you know, you'll see that it is something that's spanning across the Atlantic, it is, yes, from North America to uh, Central Europe. So, yes, thank you to our graphic designer, Bettina, for coming up with the name and a very fancy-looking graphic to go with it. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So I'm definitely looking forward to using more of the here and there idea in what we're recording. Of course, we are continuing our mission to invite guests, uh, guests who have significant stories and perhaps stories from at home or stories that they experienced with other Germans who made it to the U.S. and then essentially passed on their story. We're always on the lookout for great content. So if you know someone, please send them our way. But we haven't done this in a long time, and it's time to go back to it. That's the important stuff, at least in Catherine's opinion. It's what's called grammar, grammatic. <laughs> Catherine, what do you have? <laughs> grammar queen. Yeah, oh, wow, yes. No pressure. <laughs> um, today, I would like to talk about a topic that tends to confuse even higher-level speakers and probably even some native speakers, and we're talking about modal particles. Um, maybe humor me and just listen to two sentences I'm going to read out. Du kannst schon schneller gehen oder du kannst ja schneller gehen. Two sentences here with almost identical wording. I will read them again. Du kannst schon schneller gehen. Du kannst ja schneller gehen. Well, how are they different? They're using modal particles. Particles or Partikeln in German are a widely used concept, especially in the spoken language. Due to its informality, they are also frequently used in social media settings or when we're using more casual registers. They are also generally in the middle of a sentence, after the subject and the verb. What are we even talking about here, though? Well, examples of these modal particles would be mal, ruhig, schon, aber, doch, 
auch etc. It's a bit controversial amongst English linguists, by the way, whether the English language even has particles. Generally, English uses more pre and suffixes as well as inflections. German particles, on the other hand, never really have to suffer inflection. A German modal particle serves not necessarily a syntactical function. That means it's not really part of the sentence structure. It's not a verb, it's not a subject or an object, not even an adverb, conjunction or anything along those lines. That makes it a bit confusing and also hard to define. What it does is that it gives a certain connotation to a statement. Or in other words, it expresses an attitude towards a topic. Some of these would also appear in non-particle forms, such as the word aber, but. In Er ist Amerikaner, aber er spricht gut Deutsch. He is American, but he speaks German well. Aber here is a conjunction connecting two sentences. But in Er spricht aber gut Deutsch, the aber is a particle, with the sentence perhaps best translated as What good German he speaks. It injects a feeling of surprise into the statement. Come back to the examples from the top, but with a couple more particles. Du kannst schon schneller gehen. Du kannst ja schneller gehen. Du kannst doch schneller gehen. Kannst du denn schneller gehen? Particles themselves are never emphasized in a sentence. One almost just kind of skips over them. Let's explore the above sentences. Du kannst schon schneller gehen. Schon here is meant as a subtle nudge for the other person to hurry up a little bit. It's generally used as an encouragement. Du kannst ja schneller gehen. The ja particle expresses surprise at the speed of person once walking. Du kannst doch schneller gehen. Here the particle expresses a bit of annoyance. I know you can walk faster. Why aren't you? And lastly, kannst du denn schneller gehen? Here the den works to soften the question a bit. While without the den, the questions could be seen as an order. The den keeps it nice and friendly as well as non-committal. It would perfectly fit into the Minnesotan vernacular. One more fact about ja. While it is often used to express surprise, other times it is used to express the fact that one knows that what one says is commonly known, but that it needs repeating because something else depends on it. For example, im Sommer ist es in Minnesota ja heiß und deshalb wird der Schnee schnell schmelzen. Here we are expressing, yes, we all know it is hot in the summer in Minnesota, yet it is important because I'm going to talk about something along those lines. As a conclusion, and I encourage you to go back and listen to this part again because I know there were lots of words thrown in there and fairly complicated structures. Number one, particles don't have their own meaning, but add a connotation, or we could also say a flavor, to a statement. Number two, particles go in the middle of the sentence after the subject and the verb. Number three, they are commonly used and will go a long way of approving non-native fluency, so they are worth really learning. And last, the emphasis in the sentences is not on the particle. They're in there, but are not being accentuated. I hope that sheds some light and feel free to come to the podcast um, where there will be a little bit of more information online. I'm almost confused, <laughs> but usually I refer to the particles as gratuitous language of attitude. 
um, not as it being a essentially elemental piece of is of the sentence structure. In other words, we can completely omit those and still have a grammatically perfectly valid and functional sentence. So they really are just there to convey a certain meaning, a certain attitude, certain idea about something you're trying to express. And they are really um, lifting up the level of language. But, but it's really difficult to learn in a sense that I can, for instance, use the word aber as a conjunction, but also as a particle. So to distinguish when I use the word aber, just as a simple idea here. And obviously, I think, as usual, it's probably different with different dialects because some of the ways you explained stuff from Hochdeutsch, I would have used differently maybe mm -hmm. in Schwäbisch or, or probably in mm -hmm. Austrian, mm -hmm. right? So it, it truly is something that if, if an, as native speakers, we just do it. We don't even think about it, right? But if you're learning the language, that's what's going to set you apart from exactly. other language learners. If you can figure out how to use these particles correctly, which we just use, do without thinking as native speakers, you know, that then, as Katrin says, you know, elevates your, 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 your nuance, right? That Fingerspitzengefühl that we talk about, that once you understand how to use those, that's Well, really and it's really something you probably wouldn't do till like G600. You so know? that's way up there, actually. Yeah, right? it yeah, is. Yeah. Um, but I also notice at the school, the people that are non-natives and speak really good German, and I have friends like that, too. You're speaking of the German immersion school. Yeah, I'm speaking of the German immersion school, but also I have friends that are from France and speak an extremely high level, probably C2 level of German. But they all still don't quite use it right. And Mike's, for example excellent German, but he always, he is so aware of them that he puts emphasis mm -hmm. on it. So what would be the best strategy to actually learn those? Come take classes here. Beyond that? Um, well, there are exercises. I mean, look into the grammar books and move to Germany, you know, and just right. listen how it's used. But there are rules. Surprisingly, there really are rules and they work. Um, as a non-native or as a native speaker, we have no idea that these rules exist and that this is somehow structured, but it really is. You can memorize that stuff. Would it make sense to, for instance, watch Netflix German movies or actually go for the German overdub and watch that? Yeah, Would that convey you have a little? colloquial German, it's yeah. not going to be in written German, but it's in um, social media and it's in casual German. Yeah. So I think that would uh, <laughs> potentially give people an additional edge, if you will, to really get the meaning and the connotation, hoping that just reading a book is going to convey all that. Reading a just, book is yeah. not going to do it. Yep. Um, that is one of the chapters, too, that I would really like to have a mini class, like in Vergnügen or whatever, Spring Fever or whatever, Spring Spezial. <laughs> <laughs> Spring fever. <laughs> we, we won't have that until June at the rate that we are going. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we'll that would snow. be a yeah. class that I think would be. Particularly. Yeah. Maybe in the summer. Yeah. We can do a short session in the summer on particle and some of these other things that nuance, right, mm -hmm. in language. Okay. Well, thank you so much for the download on particles. That's actually quite informative, even for, from the teaching perspective. Where do we go from here, Claudia? Yeah, I just have a couple of things I want to uh, talk about that we have coming up. If you want to uh, come to the house, we actually have an exhibit hanging up. Um, 
For the last couple of years, the University of St. Thomas German class and the Germanic American Institute have partnered during the fall semesters with the intent of preserving history and retaining valuable stories of immigrants and GEI members who have had significant impact on you know, the GEI as an uh, organization and the broader community. Um, the St. Thomas students were paired with GEI members and recorded their incredible stories of immigration, of surviving the war, of, uh, you know, some of them are Holocaust survivors. And um, these stories were written down and put into poster and brochure format. And you can come and see these posters and these stories here at the GEI. We currently have the newest batch of six stories hanging and we'll uh, soon add the other six that we already did last year. But uh, we are really so grateful to learn these stories because not only are these you know, stories of perseverance and uh, survival, they're also stories of, of uh, building a new life here in the U.S. Once, uh, once these immigrants did arrive. And this is something that, as uh, you know, Native Europeans, that's often really near and dear to us because we often grew up with grandparents or family members that have these stories. And we're acutely aware of that generation dying out. And obviously here in the U.S., you know, those are large immigrant populations that came from, from Europe post-World War II. And we want to make sure we capture these stories and um, keep these stories, especially since they're all so you know, inseparably linked with the GEI. So now we're really, really happy to have 12 of these stories along with the posters and brochures. And so stop by during business hours or on a weekend if you're here to uh, have breakfast and take a look at these fantastic stories going on with uh, our events that we have coming up there are plenty to go around it's uh, i think katrin mentioned the word spring fever i think we might have some spring fever yeah it's called actually spring spezial we should, spring, we should call it spring fever spring fever <laughs> spring spezial is a, is a series of uh, short courses and special topics so if if you didn't quite get the chance to sign up for one of our 18 week sessions that started in february we actually we always have uh, shorter sessions and special topics in the spring. We have a literature class starting uh, this week on March 7th. So if you hear this after March 7th, don't despair. You can still sign up. The uh, class is reading the um, modern classic Das Parfum, Die Geschichte eines Mörders by Patrick Süßkind. A very cool book and there's a movie with it and so that class meets uh, Thursday evenings. Then uh, in April and May we're going to offer a class that's simply titled Einfach Besser Deutsch. It's an intermediate level class where you read and review articles from a journal, a teaching journal that's called Deutsch Perfect. You're going to be able to discuss and practice grammar and vocabulary and more. And if you missed the beginner classes that started in January, the Start German classes, there is a new session of Start 1, Start 2, and Start 3 starting beginning April 10th. 
So sign up for these beginner classes. If you're not quite sure what to expect or what to do, come to our Schnupper course, Introduction to German. That's a two-hour intro class on Saturday, March 30th, where you can kind of check it out and see, you know, see what's going on. All of that information about Spring Spezial and the classes and the courses obviously is on our website. Just check out gai-mn.org and all that information is there. Also, if you have friends or family or maybe yourself that uh, with younger children we do offer summer camps they run from june 17th through august 23rd i believe and we have camps for kids as young as five all the way up to 12 or 13 years old german language camps and then last but not least we have a series of um, of movies or films that we show it's part of kino kneipe and on friday march 15th we're showing the film Wer, wenn nicht wir. This is a film about the beginnings of the left extremism in Germany. And this is based on a true story of an explosive era. So if you want to learn a little bit about you know, German history in the 60s and 70s with left extremist terrorism, Kino Kneipe movie is on Friday, March 15th. So a lot of stuff going on. Again, all of that is on our website. And then, you know, Gunther yeah. has something to tell about, talk about. That's, you know, a very, really annual fun event. So far, we haven't talked about food. That's, that has to change, and it is changing right now. Pork and kraut. It's German dinner experience. Saturday, March 23rd. Again, pork and kraut. German dinner experience. Saturday, March 23rd. Put this one on your calendar. The atmosphere is generally considered gemütlich, relaxed. The menu is iconically German. And sauerkraut, as we all know by now, is really good for you. Everyone, of course, is welcome to satisfy their German food cravings at this year's dinner. Again, it's March 23rd, 2019 at 3.30 through 8 p.m. Again, March 23rd, 3.30 through 8 p.m. In case you haven't gotten your tickets yet, hop on over to our website, gai-mn.org, gai-mn.org, and you can get tickets that are available until March 18th. What's actually on the menu, just to really make it irresistible? Roasted pork, pork ribs with sauerkraut, then, of course, served with Paulana beer and German and Austrian wine. Now, in case you're unaware of Austrian wines, we are really amazing on the white wine selection. Now, the French might be ahead on the red wines, but the Austrians are pretty unrivaled when it comes to whites. Uh, shop Evelyn's Bunzlau, Polish pottery and German specialty imports, as well as sample Polana beers and Liz Pearson's probiotic sauerkraut. One more time, March 23rd, 3.30 through 8 p.m. Tickets at gi-mn.org, and I'm guessing usually we sell out pretty quickly. Yes, I do want to encourage everybody mm -hmm. to make reservations. And while that time is stated as 3.30 to 8, there's actually two seatings. So okay. the first seating is from 3.30 to 5. So if you're somebody that likes to eat dinner early and then, you know, take care of uh, some other things that you want to do on Saturday evening, do that, you know, join us for the first seating from 3.30 to 5. Then we have a little bit of a, of a cleanup period in between and then uh, we have an uh, we have an evening seating that i believe starts at 6 or 6 30 for the for the second group so so we actually turn the whole house over twice 
with uh, with people. Yeah, and it it's busy and make your reservations. So during the changeover periods. Uh, perhaps enough time to actually read the six stories that are presently on the wall. There you go. And yeah, uh, I do believe there's, you know, sometimes we, we do accept walk-ups during that time, but if you want to make sure that you come here and that you get your pork and kraut dinner, call us and make a reservation because uh, you're not guaranteed anything if you don't make a reservation. And yes, by then we will have all 12 stories up on the wall, certainly. And then uh, if you want to come up to the second floor where we're now showing pictures and Im images uh, that are on the wall about modern Germany. So there's plenty to look at and to read, especially then during pork and kraut. We also have a couple of vendors in the house. Outstanding. Does this wrap all the events? I think that's what, uh, yeah, those are some of the big things that we uh, that we have going on, as always. Yeah, if you have any ideas or suggestions or people or topics that we should talk about, please send us an email to language at gai-mn.org. And a little bit of a shorter episode this time around. Claudia, thank you for being here. My pleasure. And we will come again at you with the next podcast in April. We're already almost deep into spring, even though it doesn't quite feel like it. As Claudia already mentioned, if you have any suggestions, questions predominantly, whether that's grammar or culture, please fire them at us at, us at language at gai-mn.org. Or if you have guests you would like to suggest for them to come on the show, also the same email, language at gai-mn.org. That's it for this time. Until next time. Goodbye.